HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the Now Generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Yay, here we are. It's the Headbangers matinee today, Judy. I know, I feel like Ricky Rackman. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's an all-Brooklyn cast of characters we have. You and I, the Jersey contingent versus these Brooklyn metalheads. Go, Brooklyn! Jersey punks versus Brooklyn metalheads, let's go! (laughs) They'll they'll win. Just Melody Melody alone will kick our asses. Oh, man. This is a terrifying crew. So we've got (laughs) Melody Henry, owner of Lucky 13 Bar and Park Slope. Yay! Yay! Dean Rispler. Had Poobah at Gr- Drug Front Records. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a serious Sheepshead Bay headbanger. Uh. I like Poobah. Dude, you're like, the most me- you're like the most metal guy I know. You're like the most earnest heavy metal fan. Really? Yeah, I think so. Really? You, yeah. well, you don't get out much. I was going to say, I just met him, but I'm not getting that much. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, Mike McPadden, all the way from Chicago, to promote his new book. His new book, If You Like Metallica. Yes. And Mike, of course, is also a star pornographer, the editor of MrSkin.com. All right. Yes, and dating. I didn't um, know that. And this is his encore appearance on the Mike and Judy Show. Yes, a two-timer. It's awesome. Wow, yeah. came back. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. So, uh, punks or metalheads? Suck metal up to heads. that Mike, kids. <laughs> punks or metalheads? Who's smarter? Uh, I, w- I would have to say, well, uh, let's say the crossover kids. Yeah. Like, you know, like the ones who bought the Voivod and uh, 
corrosion of conformity records. I think it depends on the type of punk or the type of metal. See, here's, here's the thing. I don't I don't really like heavy metal music. I'm just going to put this right out there. I like, I like no, but I, I like you know, I love Motorhead. I love Deep Purple. I love Black Sabbath. But I mean, that's sort of like towards the hard rock end of things. There's, yes. you know, like the, the new uh, wave of British heavy metal. I don't like Judas Priest. I can't stand them. I can't stand <gasps> Iron Maiden. Breaking the law. Iron Maiden. That's an okay song. Iron Maiden to me is just a pop band. I never really understood it pop at all. Band. Like a pop band. It's like, like the Michael Jackson of metal. The records with Paul Diana were like metal punk. <laughs> you know what? They were I, so good. I have to say that Iron Maiden I loved when I was a teenager. And, and like now, I'm amazed that, you know, I have all these kids that come to Lucky 13 and they, they're like, I look, check their IDs and they're born in 1991. That's oh. 21 now, by the way. And, oh, and yeah. And uh, well, my boyfriend was born in 89, so okay, I'm, I'm not, an animal. That's not but even, anyway. That's not even old enough to be my Facebook. <laughs> no, I know. It's terrible. But they love old school Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still relevant to the kids that are like just turning of age now. So that's amazing to me, you know? I don't know. What don't do know we what care about is. the kids? I care about the I, kids. Well, you're banging a kid. I wanted, well, I am banging a kid. That's true. <laughs> you Listen, care about one. People my age can't keep up with me. So. Well, let me say this about punk. Say this. And how I got into metal. Because I started out as a punk. There is no good punk rock today. It stopped. It died. <laughs> it's Green Day. Now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it died. That's, that's pretty much true. There is nothing. It never evolved into anything. Like, like I was sick of punk by the mid '80s, and then like the Butthole Surfers happened. I was like, oh, this I love. But how, but what did they do? They brought in elements of psychedelia and heavy metal. Yeah, and then they lost me kind of. And then, and then. Metal kind of said, okay, we'll, we'll just... Uh, Ian Christie, in his book, uh, Sound of the Beast, says, Metal swallowed punk and moved forward. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, have to yeah, concur. I think that's true. There are still punk bands, but... They're nothing, awful. Yeah, they don't well, bring yeah, anything new well, to it. They don't expand the parameters yeah. of it. No. But Maybe the, Dean has something to say about that because he has some on his label. Well, th- I think the best new punk bands now... Uh, maybe don't expand the parameters, but there, there's some really good ones. I mean, especially from there's a bunch of bands from Jersey that are great. Um, like Nightbirds are amazing. Nuclear Santa Claus is great. These are these are great. <laughs> I bands. like the name. These are like, yeah. You made me snort. Well, you know, like, <laughs> punk rock is like pizza and the blues. You know, there's only very few ingredients, but it's really hard to execute properly. You know, and that, that's the whole thing. And so it's the singer, not the song, in so many ways. I mean, there's yeah. so many Ramon style bands that just don't do it because they think it's easier. They think just getting up there and blasting some bar chords. And wearing the Maserati right around their knees is going to do it, and it doesn't. You still have to swing like crazy. Yeah. And by the way, that's why I don't really like those heavy metal bands. They took it's all rock and no roll to me. Metallica is, you know, it's. I guess it's amusing if you're 14 years old and have a skateboard. But <laughs> if, you know, I love ACDC because they swing like motherfuckers. They're a rock and roll band. They're really still a blues-based rock and roll band. Right. You know, which I don't hear in Metallica. I mean, I love the energy of Slayer, you know, and Anthrax, but it really doesn't talk to me. It's just it doesn't it doesn't swing. I don't know. Early Metallica was groundbreaking, though. I mean, like, no, nobody was doing that. Like, when I first heard Kill 'Em All, I was kind of in shock. Like, uh, what is that? You know, it was just so different from what was going on at the time. You know? You guys been out to a metal concert lately? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go to um, St. Vitus on a regular basis to see bands. <laughs> Me as well, actually. So I, I, I How do you to, not know each other? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. super weird. I'm going, uh, I'm going tomorrow, actually. Yeah, well, there you go. Maybe Let's hang out. Well, oh, oh, yeah, tomorrow. Heavy is, metal um, love connection? Primordial. Is Primordial. They're yeah, both taken, but... <laughs> I'm not taken. Is there a metal theme? And my, my, I'm, I'm babysitting my boyfriend. 
Is there a yeah. metal venue like in Brooklyn? You're like two of her boyfriends. Oh, Saint right. Vitus. So yeah, that, Saint like, Vitus. Like Lamore back in sort of. the day. Yeah. It's a, much smaller. It, it's smaller right. and cleaner. But, right. Um, <laughs> and it's, a, it's owned by the guys who... Uh, um, Artie Shepard used to be in... Uh, they're in Artie Shepard and Justin Skirty. They're in Primitive Weapons now. Right. But they uh, used to be in a bunch of hardcore bands. Artie Shepard used to be in Mind Over Matter, I believe. And uh, It's like they're speaking Mandarin. Era Type 11. <laughs> era Type 11. <laughs> really good guys. Really good people. Who I, the I, I love St. Vitus. Yeah, I, I, I would love to own a place that size, but the reason they're in the middle of bum... Can I say fuck? You can say fuck. The reason they're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere is because in order to get a space that big in Brooklyn these days, you literally have to go to... The, arm, the armpit of Brooklyn, yeah. and I'm in Park Slope, and it's just not possible to no get. No way. So so who, who comes out to these gigs? We do. I got. I got to <laughs> tell you. I got to tell you. Almost every show, even on a Monday or Tuesday night, if if it's almost always at least three quarters packed, if not totally packed. I mean, metal. The the great thing about metalheads is that they're the most loyal fans in the world, uh, uh, hands down. Like punk rock. When you talk about punk rock. And how like it didn't expand the parameters. In some ways, you're right because a lot of punk rockers, friends of mine who were punk rockers, are now boring dads and moms <laughs> who yeah. like, who like hey. oh wait, oh yeah, I used to go to CBGBs. I used to do that. You know what? What happened? But all my metalhead friends who are in their 40s or even older still go to shows all the time. But when I go see an old punk fan play, like I saw um, Stiff Little Fingers <laughs> last year. Is it year. sad? Is it like it's sad? depressing. And I'm, like, and I'm like looking around going, man, these people look old. Then I'm like, yeah. oh, wait. <laughs> Probably if I were to look into the Also, I think all those old, old punk rockers are now like playing country music and blues, which is the last refuge of a punk rocker. Yeah, Maybe. So. Maybe you know it's no, it's like we're you know growing up now or some goddamn thing. Oh, boo! You know, but well, the metal thing is true. There's always been this amazing community uh, of metalheads. I mean, very, like you said, very loyal and Extreme very um, well. There's there's a, an orthodoxy a little bit, even though there's so many different genres of metal which you talk about too. Yeah. Um, but you know, within the basic core, I mean, people do come out. I mean, it's very yes. support self supporting scene, Absolutely. more so than punk rock in a lot of ways, and especially off out of New York City. Yes, I mean metal is just something that doesn't really exist in Manhattan the way it does in the outer boroughs of the rest of America. True, right? So, True. so Mike, what yes. what caused you to write this book? What what gave you the the impulse to write about Metallica? Uh, Mike Edison called me. <laughs> I mean, li- literally, that's it. I had pitched. Damn it. I had pitched another heavy metal book that will be out uh, next spring called Heavy Metal Movies. Oh, that's that's cool. I, it's here. I am like twenty years. I was waiting for a book deal, and I got two at once. Yeah, that kind of it's and, great, um, but. And literally, like, within 10 days after getting the deal from uh, Ian Christie at Bazillion Points uh, Publishing, uh, Mike Edison called me and uh, said, we have a Metallica title. Would you be interested? And uh, I was very interested because I thought, uh, I am a fan of Metallica. and I'm e- s- Even now? No. Okay. But, uh, no, no, you know what? I'll take that back. Let me, let me take that back. I really did love that last record. I love Death Magnet. Really? I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard it. Well, I gotta yeah. say, you kicked the shit out of that book, man. You, I mean, you, you just nailed it. It's such a good book. Thank you. And you know, and what well, they're in. I mean, you're you're a smart, intelligent, funny guy who gets it. I mean, heavy metal is famous for its complete lack of irony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know, again, metal has expanded to the point where that's no longer completely true, and that could be annoying. Like there was, um, you know, the band Mastodon, who, who are great sometimes attract really annoying fans. You, we get like a big like pitchfork indie rock crossover there. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a spinal tap phenomenon. I understood, you know. Right. You know, you know, <laughs> David Lee Roth wanted to see it and laugh. Then Van Helen said, hey, how come they're making fun of me? 
he didn't get it, you know? Right, yeah. He just and, didn't and, get it. And Ozzy thought it was about him. <laughs> he was like, this... How'd they get my life on screen? How'd they do it? <laughs> but, but it, you know, that's the genius of Spinal uh, Tap. It's probably the only movie that told the truth about anything. <laughs> and and it's, it's the thing with Spinal Tap, it's every band. Oh, my God. If, from the Beatles to Gays in the Military, which was my most recent band. <laughs> it is the story of every band. You True. sit there and identify with it. Now, um, how did you... Okay, you got the reading the other night, which Mike and I were lucky enough to be part of at Duff's. You had, um, what was it, the keyboard player from Ozzy's tour? Char- Charlie Roth. First yeah. tour with um, Zach Wilde. I actually saw that tour. Zach would spit in the air and catch it, which was quite a trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how did, you, how did you hook up with him? Uh that was through Jamie Nelson, the uh, publicist of If oh. You Like Metallica. <laughs> wow. Char- Charlie's she, a great guy. You know, Charlie's been awesome. like on a million records. Yeah. He does uh, soundtracks for um, uh, Adult Swim and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's played with like everyone. And he just, I mean, I th- he smashed it too. Everybody I thought was just great the other night. So. Yeah, it was especially good. me and Mike. Oh, I mean, no, but you guys were. I mean, Edison came with, you know, musical accompaniment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, Show off. Yeah, I, I hired a teenager to play Electric Funeral. What else? I can't believe no one else thought of that. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Anyway, so where can we where can we buy your book? Wherever books are sold, which means Amazon. <laughs> wherever, wherever books are sold. But it's good. So what are some of the things? The book is called If You Like Metallica, and the subtitles, then here are 200 other bands, CDs, right. movies, and other oddities that you, you will love. So right. if I were to like Metallica, <laughs> and notice I'm already separating myself from Metalheads right. by using the subjunctive. Um, if I were to like Metallica, what else would I like? Where is this book going to take me? Uh, you know, we go from like Bob Dylan to uh, Guar. I mean, it's, you know. Okay, explain that. Why, why, why Bob Dylan? <laughs> okay. Yeah. The thing with Metallica, and and this is how they were groundbreaking, and how they really did tear down the wall between punk and metal and industrial, um, they just said, this is what we like, and they had no labels whatsoever, so, uh, you know, and then they do so many interviews, and they're constantly plugging other people, which was great. Oh, that's good. Always giving credit, always, like, naming obscure things, and, you know, they got into, like, uh, James Heffield got really heavy into Nick Cave for a long time, so... And they yeah, cover Nick they, Cave song. I think yeah. they turned a lot of people on to like Killing Joke. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the big one. That was yeah. the shock to me. Probably sold a lot of Velvet Underground records with that last piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they also reignited the career of the Misfits. Oh, my God. Well, I was yeah, working you know, I was working at a record store you know, when they were yeah. just doing that stuff in Metallica, and the Misfits bootleg seven inches because they weren't available, yes. and people were just like pressing these like fake Plan 9 records. They were selling for like a buck fifty a pop. I mean, $150 right. for you know, the, the double seven-inch yeah. bullet single. I mean, yeah. it was crazy money, and for yeah. uh, Misfits, it's Walk Among Us, which was not available. It was out of print right. at the time. Yeah. Selling vinyl copies, for 50, bootleg copies, pirates, for 50 bucks a pop. Yeah. Plus, they helped sell maybe 12, maybe 15 more Budgie records. Budgie's a band I could get with. I love Budgie. You know, there's I'm one of those 12 or 15. There's, a, there's this real phenomenon of bands that sound kind of or sort of like Black Sabbath, but didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leaf Hound being my very favorite. <laughs> you know, sort of like, well, they sort of took the worst elements of Zeppelin, The Faces, and Sabbath, and somehow right. managed to get a really bad name and, and somehow still That record's failed. good. That record's good. I love the Leaf Hound record. Yeah, I like that record, too. But I like it for ironic reasons. I confess, you know. You know, I mean, this is like irony 20 years ago before it was hip. Mm-hmm. Before it was a way of life. We're, like, pretty much in Williamsburg, so well, we have to be ironic. Well, you know, my favorite, you know, Judy, you know my favorite ironist? Was was our mutual friend Dave Reagan Youth, Dave and Surgeon oh, from Reagan yeah. Youth. Um, it was just his birthday the other day. Yeah, I thought it was today. Today, I think it's his birthday. No. Oh, really? Say happy September birthday! Say well, Dave, Dave's spun off anyway. this 
Mortal Coil in his yeah. uh, headband. But you, but, yeah. but you are right, because Dave used to wear uh, hippie clothes to hardcore shows. Right. So, awesome. da- so me and Dave, we go to this uh, costume contest at Halloween that's being judged by Black Sabbath. Okay, the Black Sabbath is actually the judges, but this is the Born Again tour, so it's like their B team. It's Ian Gillen is singing, <laughs> right? And it's uh, Geezer and Tony are there, and Bev Bevan is playing drums on this tour, right? From, from ELO. From Electric Light Orchestra. So we get there, we're wearing these great, <laughs> crazy costumes. I was wearing my high school graduation gown, which I had saved just for this reason, right? And I had this giant upside-down crucifix and reflected, like, you know, bicycle safety tape on the front. And you know the uh, record Pebbles, that you know, the Garage Punk yeah, record? Yeah. The cover where the guy's got the ski cap, skin cap on with knitting needles sticking out. So I recreated that, and I just look like you know like the worst elements of like phyllis diller and acid and something from sunrise orchestra and they loved us because everybody else was all goth and we were just fucking weird and dave had a bible for them to sign <laughs> someone had given us bibles that day in washington square park right some evangelist so we took the bibles to get them signed and so dave brings the, bu- the bible up and ian gillen signs it and they love us because we're so freaky and that's cool and we love ian because we're big deep purple fans and then tony signs it it's cool and geezer signs it and dave gets to bev bev and he's like you're bev bevan right he goes yeah man he goes you were an electric light orchestra right and Bev's like so excited because someone was paying attention to who he was. He goes, yeah, man, Electric Light Orchestra. Dave says, well, you can't sign my book. You're too soft. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break. Let's, uh, we're going to play something from Drug Front Records. Dean, what are we going to hear? I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's, <laughs> I, th- I think it's uh, the Candy Snatchers Huffer. Can- candy Snatchers Huffer? Huffer? All right. Joe, spin that. We're going to take a break. Be right back. It's the Mike and Judy Show. Fingers in your head, but you don't care. 
Well, all right, we're back. It's uh, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire here on the Mike and Judy Show, streaming live on the Heritage Radio Network from Roberto's in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. 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 Got some pizza going on mm-hmm. there. Punks love pizza. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't true. love pizza? Yeah, I think it's I, pretty intermusical yeah. <laughs> denomination. I, I can't eat pizza anymore. That's what so- happened, Dean? I'm both uh, lactose intolerant and gluten free. That's metal. Oh, so man. No, <laughs> you, can get, you can get gluten-free vegan, pe- vegan pizza. Yeah, that just sounds though. depressing. Uh, oh, good. man. After, so, growing, after growing up on Outer Boroughs Pizza, New York City Outer Boroughs Pizza, nothing is Everything good. sucks. Everything else. Everything it's not Pomoni Gardens yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, Dean, what I wanted to ask you, uh, you're running Drug Front Records. That was the Candy Snatchers, a yes. story and legendary band. Yes. But, Really, what I want to know is like, why would you want to start a record label now? Well, what the I, fuck is wrong with well, you? Well, I, I, I was thinking of, uh, uh, you know, there's. I think of suicide on a regular basis, and I thought, <laughs> oh, what's the what's the slowest form of suicide I could do? And I said, I'll start a record label and destroy my life really slowly, and uh, that's what's been going on. It's a completely failing record label. Uh, do, bands so they, slow and do steady. Do any of them really succeed that much anymore now that everyone well just it, steals some music some ba- some bands succeed if they do stuff, but none of these bands do. Anything. Well, they're pop rock. Yeah, these, they're none pop these bands, rock. No, these bands are hilarious. The bands on my label are like. Yeah, yeah, we're so excited. We got to get the record out. They're rushing me to get the record out. The record comes out, and they play like two shows, and then they're like, "Yeah, yeah we're really tired. We're going to take a break." Well, well, do they have like really great day jobs or something? No, no. They're punk rock. <laughs> they're freaking punk rock. Dude. Well, you've got some great. You've got some great bands. These are good records you're putting out. I'm not going to deny that some of the records are, are pretty good. They are really good. I mean, some of the records are really good. I mean, it's, you need it's, to hire a publicist, my yeah, friend. Yeah. But, well, that's the thing. I hired a publicist. <laughs> I hired everything that I did in the last twelve months. Like, I, I finally said, "Fuck it, I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to hire a like, expensive publicist and do all this stuff." It all backfired. Everything backfired. Every single thing I paid money for maybe, backfired. Maybe you should commit suicide. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So that's or just start burning your money instead of that's, you know, giving it, it listen, to others. Listen, it's already it, that's happening right now. It's on fire right now. I think I sell smells wrong. Reminds yeah. me of the story of the guy who like some politician who hired a publicist to keep him out of the paper, and the publicist said, "It'd be great, ten thousand dollars a month." Says, but how will I know if you're doing my job? If you're doing your job. That's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. Well, that's basically what happened to me. Is I. They didn't tell me they were going to do that. But they did that. I mean, I mean, it, the, the biggest problem really is um, a combination of the bands being extremely lazy and me being also lazy too. I, I mean, there's a lot more stuff I could do, but I, you know, I end up going yeah, out. If you, if you, yeah, if you've never been in Lucky Thirteen and you live in Fort Greene and you haven't been there to even promote your bands or your record label, you're pretty lazy. You're also playing with our good friend Handsome Dick Manitoba in the yes. Manitoba band. Yes, I play and in Manitoba. You guys yes. play all the time, right? I mean, it seems like you're getting pretty steadily. Well, well we've we, we been going out of town a little bit and uh, we're going. We're playing September 22nd at the studio at Webster Hall with two drug front bands, the Bamboo Kids and Mess Around. Should be fun. And then we go away to Spain for two weeks in nice. October. Right, so that's very exciting. nice. And uh, Spain and, loves and, Manitoba and, and Manitoba br- loves and, Spain. And to bring Bring it all back, all to bring it all back. The back to metal. The one of the most exciting things about playing with Manitoba, besides those guys being really cool and really fun, the guitar player, as we all know, is Ross the Boss from Manowar. Ah. And Manowar, when I was 12 years old in 1982, <laughs> I bought Battle Hymns by Manowar, uh, and it changed my life. I mean, uh, that record changed. Did you start my wearing life. a loincloth? I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. 
<laughs> and uh, those people, those, those lovely people listening on the radio can't see it yeah. right now. That's it. When you're tired of dating boys want to date a man, this is Dean Risper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a line club. Yeah, in a line club. Yeah. Step it up. Yeah. No, so, Melody, let's, let's talk to Melody about her bar for a second. You're, in, you're a metal bar in Park Slope. Yes. Like, known for strollers yes. and annoying parents. I have strippers on a pole. I have <gasps> an amazing heavy metal jukebox. I have DJs sometimes. I have burlesque shows, and then we have metal. I have all kinds of craziness going on there, and sometimes people come in and look shocked and turn around and walk right back out. They don't realize what they just walked into. Were you part of the Park Slope Kids in Bars brouhaha? <laughs> no. Kids don't come in my bar because I tend to play porn on the screens and horror movies and things that... Well, then they're lame kids if they're not going into your <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, how old are we talking about? Are we talking about kids that I bang, or are we talking about kids that are... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is there's an age difference there, so. right? Like little kids. Little ki- we're t- I think we're talking about little kids in strollers, you know, in strollers, because Park Slope is definitely known for yes. its strollers. But I mean, the area of Park Slope we moved into was really crappy when we first moved there, and across the street from us used to be a Salvation Army where homeless people slept on the sidewalk. And I felt like we, we classed up the neighborhood. <laughs> you and classed you know, it up a little too much. Yeah, well, now there's eight hundred thousand dollar condos directly across the street and they call you know 311 on us constantly well the, the metal bar is definitely a dying breed especially in new york i mean since you know i don't know since, i mean there's, there's since, i don't know about that we've we've been you know, rocking for nine years you guys, yeah. you guys strong. did you happen to see duff's the other night duff's duff's was good yeah. like you said it looked, yeah. like, looked like your bedroom when you were 13 right yeah. There, yeah. you know i mean there's a few places but there's people that want those places you know people so. still want to you know a metal dump yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah but they're not you know I haven't. I've unfortunately not been to Melody's place, and I've only heard amazing things. But we're going to remedy the, the, that. The, as the, the other bar, I mean, du- both Duff's and, and St. Vitus are really not dumpy. They're really nice places. Yeah, they're awesome. Well, yeah. Metal but bars. I'm, I mean, like they're not. They don't have. I've, I've been living in Williamsburg for too long. They don't have guys with like. Uh, arm garters and fancy mustaches. I get some fancy mustaches. In, <laughs> no. in Lucky not 13. behind the bar. No, not behind. Certain, yeah. no. certain, I'm, I'm mostly like women that are not wearing a lot of clothes. Yeah, they're the like bar. underwear girls behind the bar. Yeah, they're all yeah, really cute. Yeah. I try. <laughs> 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 I bartended in a bra last night. So, <laughs> so I want to go back to that. We were talking about your book. Um, Metal movies. Yeah. Is that out yet? No, June 2013. 2013. So what are the best uh, metal movies? And what's the best metal porn movie is what I want to know. <gasps> okay, there's a uh, <laughs> there's an amazing, I need terrible, but awesomely terrible uh, <laughs> black metal porn movie called Falucifer. Oh, where do I get? I, where do I sign up? Just Google Falucifer. Oh, my goodness. This is Google Lucky Falucifer. 13 viewing. I just want to say that. Yeah, <laughs> this is like perfect to play at my bar. We need to get that immediately. Is, is it directed by Bill Zebub? <laughs> no, no, no. Bill Zebub is all over uh, my book. Okay. and uh, He's hilarious. Yeah, he's a, he's a trip. Um, His movies are retarded. Yeah, I mean, and they're like one of them is called a series of them are called Metal Retardation. Yeah, so, yeah. he's, he's yeah. retarded. Wow. Yeah. Though the, his, the, his, the Dark his, Brothers never tackled the metal genre, right? No, but Gregory Dark um, of the Dark Brothers, who were big '80s pornographers, and I actually wrote some movies. I wrote Devil and Miss Jones Five, which was very metal, and is in the book, by the way. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, the De- Devil and Miss Jones was actually the first porno I ever saw in my life, and it's very metal porno. It's, it's about like it's very existential, existential and set in hell yeah. and damnation. So that's also in the book. So, um, but he used he told me that Slash anonymously played uh, guitar on some of his soundtracks. And the Devil and Miss Jones guitarist 
uh, was actually Stan Lee of the Dickies. Oh, wow. For part five. That's pretty cool. Anonymously, under a pseudonym. Because his punk pseudonym wasn't good enough, so yeah. he had another one yeah. for the metal porn movie. <laughs> and Eddie Van Halen scored a really lame porn movie, uh, a Michael Ninn movie. I, I think it's called Skin. Well, speaking of Metallica and movies, what about the Metallica movie? What you, I thought it was really... I, okay, I thought it was way too long and kind of boring, but what a bunch of whiners. Well, I thought. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. I love that movie. Um, I walked out. The greatest critique I ever heard was I just... My friend said, I have never more wanted to slap two grown men in the face. Exactly. But, I mean, it's... I mean, here... I mean, this is... In a way, I think it's incredibly ballsy that they let it out. I mean, there's a chance they might have been clueless and not known how I terrible they're they clueless. Looked, but I can't imagine that that's possible. Because this is like warts and This is really warts and all behind the scenes. This is as bad as you can look. But Yeah, yeah I know. Mean, it's not like Motley Crue pulling a train. It's a right. bunch <laughs> of rich guys sitting in a exactly, room. Exactly. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. yeah, in group therapy, yeah. bitching about each other. It's like you guys just have to suck it up and play a few times a year, and or you stop. Make, yeah, or stop. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I can't well, believe I haven't seen it. It took, oh. them, it took them like two years to make a, a record. More, it's right? All oh, more, more. Yeah, yeah. You know? Many years go by. And I was just like amazed when I saw there's another yeah. documentary about Metallica that came out some years ago. It was a making of one of these records that some guitar solo that amounts to probably 36 bars of music, which is you know you know cum shot for those guys, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Those long winded motherfuckers, right? But it was compiled from like 87 different takes. It was Bob Rock yeah. there putting it through Pro Tools, you know, from like eighty seven separate guitar solos to get like fifteen seconds of music. Right, and that's a year and a half in a year and a half in the life of Metallica. Yeah, and it just seems to me like so anti musical and so antithetical to the rock and roll that I love and the punk rock spirit. Like to actually create something on, on a computer and then have the nerve to go out there and you know think it has some sort of authenticity to it. Well, that's that's. Uh, they were creating the Black Album, you know, Metallica by Metallica, which was, you know, phase two of Metallica. <laughs> so, yeah. That was, that was after right after they cut their hair, right? No. That was before they cut their hair, but they were on the path to cutting their hair. <laughs> on that the was path to cutting their I think J- James had already had a, a mullet at that point. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one of the few bands that actually started with mullets. Yeah. yeah. Well, then they started wearing mandals, so that's when I knew it was over. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah, the kiss man. of death. Kiss of death. Yes. <laughs> man, so who's the best heavy metal band in the world today? Ooh, Be- Behemoth. Question. Yeah, I like Behemoth. I Ooh. thought Watain was better the other night when I saw them. Amazing, I love Watain. I like the Watain. Devil's Blood from the Netherlands is my Devil's favorite. Devil's Blood was really? great too. Yeah, they're really cool, but they're 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 like I don't know about them. I would say they're the they're, Jefferson Airplane of Doom. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's really yeah. that's apt. That yeah, they, sounds they sound like Coven, but do, do me right. Coven, yeah, Coven, yeah. Coven, yeah. Coven, yeah. Coven. Were you coven. saying you're going to see uh, uh, Motorhead soon? Motorhead's playing the night we get to Paris, so we're oh, wow. trying to figure we, out we, if we're going to have enough have energy to, to go. Energy. You go to go see Motorhead in Paris? I'm yeah. shaking her for yeah. you people listening. Well, well you all, all hell, Lemmy. You may be able to get some snortable energy at the Motorhead show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Anthrax yes. is opening, and I'm not like a big Anthrax uh, fan. But, <laughs> but anyway, so that's what, that might be my me- next metal experience. I love the Anthrax good. bit with Chuck D. I thought that was like the heaviest thing I'd ever heard God, up until I that point, that. you know? You, yeah. Did you go for that? I hate Anthrax. You don't like Anthrax? You didn't like that thing they did with Public Enemy? Douche I thought chills. that was. Uh, I thought that was fucking heavy I, as shit. Uh, I really liked that. No. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. I no. love Scott Ian. Love him. I think he's like one of the best personalities. I, I not, very nice guy. Very personal. Love Stormtroopers of Death. Yeah. And I, I respect. I, okay, I the agree. Bajingo out of Anthrax, but I, I you know, I'm are not you the sitting home and listening to it? No, no. absolutely yeah. not. I think the best Anthrax record is that first one with Neil Turbin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. 
you know, for a band that you guys don't like, you certainly know a lot about them. We're knowledgeable metalheads. I mean, they're from around. Brooklyn. And, yeah. and, you know, they're cornerstones of, uh, you know, the giant metal temple. Speaking so. of which, let's talk about Dave Mustaine. Okay. Okay. So, so he was in Metallica. He got kicked out of Metallica for being an alcoholic. Right? Yeah. Which is really hard to do. Which is really hard yeah. to do, right? <laughs> Too douchey for that group. Megadeth yeah. turned out to be pretty awesome for a while there. Yeah. Then he found God, right? Became uh. a Christian. 2003. Won't do anything that alludes to anything satanic anymore. Some of the best songs that they ever had, like The Conjuring, don't exist anymore. And now apparently he thinks um, the President of the United States is, States is staging shootings. He said this on stage yeah. recently. But isn't this more interesting and entertaining than like twisted, you know, D. Snyder being pissed at Romney for using Yes, but I you. think he's lost his mind. Which is awesome! <laughs> I mean, this is the whole thing. I don't want to hear another, like, you know, millionaire rock star saying, you know, I, I, I vote for the working class. <laughs> it's like, no, conspiracy theories, conspiracy bizarre religious theory, conversions. Yeah. This yeah. is metal. I'd this ra- is the I'd, stuff of madness. I'd rather hear him talk shit about politics than even if it's out of his mind than, than, than sing that Hello Me song. <laughs> I can't. I mean, that, guy, that guy's voice just destroys. I mean, I, I cannot listen to that guy's voice. It just destroys. As soon as I hear, like, sometimes I hear Megadeth. I'm like, oh, this is cool. There's some cool guitar playing, and then it's like, hello, me. It's hello, oh, my. It's, like, oh, my. <laughs> it's Ethel Merman and yeah. Metalhead. It's uh, so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, man. On that note, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> um, we're wrapping up yet another week of the fastest. That's it. 30 yeah. minutes on the radio. That's it. I miss Nomer. So uh, don't forget Mike McPadden's book, If You Like Metallica, on sale wherever books are sold, and uh, Drug Front Records. And please visit the Lucky 13 Bar. Gene, we got another uh, Drug Front record to go out on? Yes, we do. I think we have a song from uh, the Naked Heroes. The song is called uh, Take a Knee. All right. Be coming up next. Live from Roberta's. It's Mike and Judy. Thanks, guys. for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.
Tonight